summer rugby in Wales and the international squad's been picked. Hear the thinking and also hear from a potential new star on this week's Welsh Rugby Union podcast. much more about Ben Carter, the new Dragons and Wales squad second row and what makes him tick. The first Wales coach Wayne Pivak explained his thinking to the Welsh press, starting with the debutants up front. Yeah, well obviously we've got a lot of players away with the British and Irish Lions, that's the first point, 10 players unavailable, uh, and some injuries as well, so there's going to always be some new caps, I think. Look, we're always excited when we're able to bring some new players in, it's building the depth of the squad. If you look at what we've got coming up, over the next 24 months uh, leading into the World Cup. This is the logical window to have that last look, I guess, in you know, games which, from our point of view, are exciting. You know, we've got a pretty hefty autumn series by any stretch of the imagination. But I think that's a place to blood too many young fellas. And then we've got a Six Nations where we're obviously trying to defend a title. And then three tests in South Africa. So if you look at the next 12 months, this is the time to do it, we believe. Very similar to the autumn series that we had last time around. Uh, where we think this is the time to look at building the extra depth that uh, is going to be required. Perhaps in depth, Gareth Thomas, um, Ben Carter and Tane Bash in the forwards. Uh, what, what has impressed you about those three? Well, Gareth Thomas is a big man. Reese carries the unfortunate one this time around. We'll have a conversation with Reese around reinforcing the discussions we had when he was in the squad in the Six Nations in terms of his development, what we need to see. But like Adam Beard, really, it's an opportunity to go away, have a big off-season come back and then stake a claim for the autumns. But in terms of Gareth, he's another big man. I think he's improved his scrummaging. He's improved his all-round play. And I think uh, this is a, a golden opportunity for us to have a look at him, see how he goes at this level of the game. Ben Carter, I think, is a fabulous young player. For a young guy that stepped in the Dragons team, he, he's getting a lot of starts. And Dean's worked him really well. He's um, shown that uh, he's got a very big future in the game. And I think, you know, when you look at long-term replacements for Alan Wynn, I think he's a young man that uh, is showing all the credentials. Tane Basham we've had before in the squad. Tane broke his arm and sort of had some injuries along the way, but the way the game's going now, the breakdown, the way it's being refereed, there's not a lot of turnovers. I think it's now, you know, we've got to have ball players, guys that can carry, guys can get us over the game line. And I think as a seven, he certainly can do that. And he's shown that in club rugby. He's done well coming off the bench and who knows, he, he may get an opportunity off the bench for us. And Tom Rogers and Ben Thomas, two very creative backs that you've got there. What, what's impressed you about those two? Just the X factor that they can bring. I think the fact that both of them can play more than one position. Ben obviously has been a 10 that's been tried in the midfield and played a lot of games now at 12. I think he's got a skill set to even play 13. He's a young guy that we want to see up close and see what he can do in our environment. Also, Tommy Rogers is exactly the same, you know, a guy that has a bit of X factor. Certainly both players are not the finished product by any stretch of the imagination. That's why we bring them in now in this environment, in the summer series, and uh, have a closer look at them, give them some work-ons, and hopefully they'll go away and just keep improving their rugby under their clubs after this uh, the series. Rodri Williams hasn't played Test Rugby for seven years, Josh Turnbull three. Um, have they been rewarded for their regional form? Yes, I think so. And also, we need to get the blend of experience and youth right, and also... In Rodri's position at, at nine, you've got obviously got Reese Webb back from injury, very experienced player, and we know what uh, Webby can do. And had a good chat with uh, Lloyd Williams this morning, and we know what Lloyd can do. Both those guys are going to be um, entrenched in their 30s come World Cup time. And so for us, it's having a really a last opportunity to have a look at Rodri as well. And then we'd probably cast the net in terms of the nines that we think the World Cup group will come from, unless there's a, 
a young bolter over the next 24 months that comes through and forces a way in. And has Josh Turnbull forced your hand? He's 33, but he's been arguably the regional form player this year. Yeah, well, I, I think um, very similar to Dan Lydia, showing some good form for his club, brings a lot of experience, has played Test Rugby before. And then when you look at the guys that are unavailable through both injury and selection to the Lions, there's always going to be some change there. And I think with Ross coming back in, and a guy like Josh, and the loose forwards in particular, just gives us a little bit more edge. Obviously, Shane's injured. Aaron Shin has come back from a long layoff. So there are some players there that have been unlucky with injury as well. Jonathan Davis is your captain. It's perhaps an obvious choice in terms of experience. He's done it before. How has he coped with his uh, Lions um, disappointment? And what are you expecting from him this summer, Wayne? Well, as you'd expect, true pro, he's disappointed like anybody would be. At his age, it's his last opportunity for the Lions. And we don't know what's around the corner. There's already been one change. Who knows, there could be more with um, the amount of games yet to be played. But certainly he's disappointed. But look, he, he loves pulling on the Welsh jersey. When I gave him the phone call yesterday, it was a dreaded phone call within 24 hours of naming a squad. He thought he was being uh, left out, I think. But um, he was over the moon with given the opportunity to lead the side and thinks it's, a, it's an honour and a privilege. And he's looking forward to taking on that role. Was um, Owen Watkin available, just to clarify that, um, Wade? Yeah, he, look, he's, he's had some niggles, he's had some injuries, um, had a good chat to Owen. Stephen's had a chat to him as well. Look, he's a player that I think will benefit from a big off-season. Coming back, he's got Michael Collins coming into the same club. There'll be competition for places. I think we just need to see a bit more out of him on attack, and uh, that's the messages that he's been given. He's a solid enough player, we know that. So really, it's an opportunity to learn about some of the others, and, and with a slightly smaller squad, he's one of the casualties, but um, certainly... He knows if he shows the right form that um, the autumns are just around the corner. Test against Canada, but then there's also two tests against Argentina, who showed last year against New Zealand what they do, even without a lot of rugby. What are you hoping to get out of this summer? Yeah, also two draws in Australia with the Aussies. So they're probably at the best they've been for many, many years. So it's going to be a huge test for us, for the squad that gets the opportunity to play in those two matches. Where we're at, we're going to learn a lot more coming up against an opponent like Argentina twice than, say, uh, America and Canada two or three times, so with all due respect to them. So Canada will be a good first-up game for us to put a team out and get back into the groove, if you like, and then um, two big test matches where we'll learn a lot about the new players and some of the players that will have to step up into leadership roles that haven't necessarily been in leadership roles in the past. I think Jack Morgan is a name that quite a few people were expecting to see in this squad. How close did he come? You obviously talked with Tane, but how close was Jack to making it? We've been tracking him. He's a good, solid player. He's new to club rugby at this at sort of the top level. And the other boys have probably just got a year or two on him. And in our opinion, probably just, yeah, just that slight bit ahead in terms of experience at this level of the game. And it's another step up, obviously, into test match level. And I think, you know, he's just going to have to keep working hard at his game. He's a good young player and he's one that no doubt we'll hear more about in the future. Were you saying that the likes of Reese Webb and maybe Lloyd as well are still in the mix in terms of the World Cup? The door isn't closed to them? Yeah, look, I think Dan Liddy is a prime example of if you're working hard and your form is good enough, the opportunity comes, you've got to be ready to take it. And unfortunately for Dan, he picked up the injury against Ireland, but certainly we felt that he had worked really, really hard. He was ticking a lot of boxes. And when the opportunity came, we didn't hesitate in selecting him. So I guess that, that message goes out to all the players that are sort of that 30 plus that uh, haven't been selected. It's, it's not the end of the world. Things can change uh, pretty quickly. Aside from anybody that's been mentioned, were there any other players who you would have considered who you couldn't because of injury? 
yeah, obviously Gareth Anscombe's one we would have liked to have seen come back, but you know the right decision has been made there. Everybody's got their heads together. The, the Ospreys are doing a good job with his, his rehab now, and he's back goal kicking. He's, he's ticking most of the boxes. So really, it's to have a, an off season for Gareth. Nothing hindering him doing everything that he needs to do to hit the ground running. So that's exciting for Gareth. Hopefully, he's going to hit the ground running at the start of the season. Reese Patchell is one. You know, when you look at the tens, uh, he's one that's been out a long time. Uh, unfortunately, he's come back and had some niggles with leg injuries. So those players have run out of time, haven't they? Alice Jenkins was one that obviously we were monitoring as well when he came back from his serious layoff. And unfortunately, he's picked up a few niggles as well. So, yeah, look, there are a few guys that definitely under the microscope and uh, we're looking very closely at I mean, We won't stop monitoring those players. We need the, the strongest pool, the, the deepest pool of players that we can get the closer we get to 2023. Just on John, how would you assess the form he's shown in, in recent months? And given that he's maybe not been playing his best, did you think he might just benefit from not capturing the side and focusing on himself? Well, I think this is focusing on John, getting him back into our environment. Been some tough times at the Scarlets and probably well documented in the last few weeks. So for him coming back into this environment where we've been reasonably successful in the last campaign, obviously, and he was a big part of that, it's refocuses John. He's got a big leadership role. He's going to enjoy that challenge. I think it just gives him something to really focus on and whilst he's with us, if, if he's on a short list for the Lions, um, if there's a call-up, he's in the right place to be ready to go. So, as I say, I had a quick chat to him yesterday, and he's very, very keen. Look, I think in certain games, he played very well. If you look at the Ospreys game when they won, played well there. He had a couple of good club games, and he had a couple of average club games. But if you look at when he's performed well, the rest of the team have gone quite well. So, there's a correlation there. But we look at what John can do in our environment when he's got that much experience, and he went pretty well in the Six Nations for us. Can I ask about one player who, who's not in the squad, Tommy Raffel? Is, is he someone you would have liked to have selected or or was that someone, you know, a selection issue that you decided for other players instead? I'd like to select every young Welsh rugby player and make their dream come true. But seven is a position where we've got a lot of good young talent. So we get asked the question around uh, Tane Basham, around uh, Jimmy Botham, both been in the squad before and have impressed us in our training sessions. And you've got Jack and you've got Tommy. Again, it's, it's which ones to leave out. And at the moment, certainly the ones that are playing in Wales have an advantage. Certainly uh, we're comfortable with the ones we've selected. They've got some runs on the board within our environment. I only ask because you've clearly got a lot of strength and depth, but are you concerned maybe that you might lose him to England? He's obviously playing in England. There's a lot of talk about him playing for them and he's clearly a talented player. Well, yeah, it's, it's no different to Welsh players. There's dual uh, opportunities and, and we've selected some boys. So you've got to select on what you believe is, is the right mix at the time for what you've got in front of you. We're not going to select players to stop them playing for another country. But I think that's the right thing to do, to get a guy capped and then not use him. At the moment, we think these other boys deserve their places. And so those boys can work out in the pecking order. They're probably not too far off. As we've talked about the older players, it's a matter of getting yourself in the right shape and, and ready to go so if the phone does ring you, you know you make the most of your opportunity obviously the same coaching team in place but a lot of the backroom team have, have gone with the lions um i just wondered how disruptive that's been i mean i guess you've got to find replacements quite quickly how, how's that been and how's that process going yeah look it was a discussion quite a few months ago when uh, warren's um, list came through of people that he would like to invite on the lines from a management point of view there's two ways of looking at it we need to have the best management team around this younger group, if you like, or less experienced group that are going to these three tests. We can look at it across the union and say it's a great opportunity for development. 
because you know who knows what's around the corner for any of us. You can pick up an illness. You can be people can be unavailable for a week, two weeks. For me, it's a great opportunity for others who've worked really, really hard, either within the union or outside of the union in their clubs. And you know, we've got some people that can be with us for a month, and we'll learn a lot about them, and they'll learn a lot about this environment and the level of the game. So I just think it's a win-win for Welsh rugby and. The other way of looking at it also is I wouldn't want to stand in the way of somebody. It's not just the pinnacle of a player's career to represent the Lions, but if you look at Jeff Davies in terms of our doctor, great example of someone that, you know, the pinnacle of the game for him is, is to represent the Lions and to say no because uh, we're going to need you in, in this particular window, I think it's not the right thing to do. And So we didn't hesitate in releasing the, the blokes and, uh, and ladies that are going and we wish them a great tour. listening to the Welsh Rugby Union podcast. We'd also wish them all the best on that trip. But back to the squad and perhaps the most eye-catching selection was Dragons Lock Ben Carter. His director of rugby Dean Ryan gave his views on why Wales decided to get Carter. I think we've seen probably since the new year a, a maturity that comes which we probably didn't expect. We gave him some opportunities to get in games, understand the speed and physicality of it. And what we found was somebody that was capable of being competent in there, but then capable of learning in that space really quickly. And that just gave him the, I suppose, the the stability to go in again and again and again. And, and he's done that quite remarkably because the normal entrance into a a level of rugby that you haven't experienced before can be quite chaotic, can be a little bit traumatic as things arise that you, you don't expect. But his ability to take them on board and learn from them has just been a remarkable trajectory of, of progress, which has ultimately resulted in, in national selection, which we're just delighted for him. Uh, people already hinting that uh, he could be the next Alan Wynne-Jones. That's a huge pressure on such young shoulders. Well, I think let's just let Alan Wynne be Alan Wynne and let's let Ben be Ben. And uh, I don't think comparisons with anybody are, are particularly helpful. He's a 20-year-old that's just had a fantastic six months and uh, I see this as a bit of icing on the cake and then a summer of reflection and work out how he gets better because what this will do is expose him to another level of rugby and as I said, if he keeps dealing with it in the way he's dealt with the last six months for us, then he'll be a significantly better player going into next year. Totally appreciate you not wanting to build him up as the next special Alan Wynne-Jones, <laughs> but uh, I was hearing an interview one of his contemporaries coming through and they were just saying they're not surprised to see him make it because if you see what he does off the field, he's one of, if not the most dedicated of that generation coming through. Just give us a picture of what his approach off the field is like to get him where he is now. Um, he's, he's incredibly studious around the game, but he's incredibly calm in situations that can, for a lot of us, feel quite traumatic. You know, professional sport at full pace, lots of people, lots of egos, lots of responsibility, lots of decisions to make can be really unstable, unsettling place. And he's, he's got an incredible calmness that he's able to deliver what he's, he's learned off the pitch, his diligence has allowed him. And as I said before, is also keep himself open to things that are happening that are new to him and, and accumulate them into himself. That, that's the piece... That's, that is probably the biggest surprise of 
you know, I've seen plenty of people studious off a pitch. I've seen plenty of people who've calm on it or whatever. I suppose the combination that Ben's brought to things is, has just enabled him to keep getting better. And that's all we can ask of anybody is just work out your best route to getting better. So let's hear from the man himself. How did Ben Carter hear the news? So we were in the gym training. I think the, the squad was due to be announced about 11 o'clock and uh, Elliot told me to go and check my emails and I did and uh, yeah luckily he got the good news so yeah just really excited yeah yeah just really looking forward to getting into camp. Did you have an inkling that uh, that you might get picked given your form for the Dragons this season? I've really enjoyed my first season with the Dragons I like really enjoyable and Dean had mentioned something that the week before that it might be but I wouldn't have been too disappointed if I wasn't because there was a lot of people that I thought deserved to be there but yeah I'm just really grateful and happy to be picked and looking forward to getting into camp. And you're still just 20 years old is it overwhelming at all you know? It's quite a shock but I I think it will be a great opportunity for me to learn but also um, I want to go and do well I think the season's gone quite well and I'm just grateful that I'm in there yeah. And what do you think that you can bring to Wayne Pivak's squad? I think uh, I always try and sort of bring a really good work rate. I'll, I'll make the most of opportunities and things like that. But just keen and eager to learn. We'll see what happens. And I'm sure you've heard the comparisons to Alan jones this week. Um, how does it make you feel when uh, Wayne Pivak says you've got all the credentials to follow in the footsteps of the great man? Yeah, it's, it's nice to hear. Um, it's, it's, it's all really nice things um, that he said and I'm grateful, but... You know, I'm just going to the camp, do my own thing. And yeah, I'm just looking forward to giving it a good crack. And we spoke to Dean this morning, full of praise for you. How has he been, you know, as your coach? And uh, who are the players around you that have been really influential for you this season? Yeah, Dean's been brilliant. He talks some real good sense and keeps you grounded. And um, yeah, he's, he's been really helpful and sort of managed things well, I think. But also... There's so many players here that help with every aspect of the game on and off the field. I've been really lucky about that. You know, one guy I'm going to really miss having around is uh, Matthew Scooch. He was fantastic this year. He really helped and we're all going to really miss him. So, yeah, uh, very lucky. I've got a good support network around me. In terms of this season, you can't have imagined it would go this well, surely? No, no. (laughs) If you asked me at the start of the season... um, about a Welsh squad, I think you were crazy. Um, wasn't probably wasn't really expecting to make a, a Dragons debut. So, um, yeah, I've thoroughly enjoyed it. It's been really good, and um, you know, this Wales selection is just, is just. Oh, I'm still shocked. So, yeah, it's it's been brilliant. Where do you think you've got better as a player through this sort of experience you've had? Spoke to Dean a few times through the season, and it's around taking more things for granted as you know my first game against Glasgow you know I was exhausted after 50 minutes because I'm thinking about sort of every little thing of the game and just playing more and getting more experience take some more things for granted and you can focus on other things so just generally as a player but line-up calling potentially I've been lucky the Rainbow Cup's been good for me and uh, you know I might get a bit more opportunity there than than I would say if um in the Pro 14 or 16. Um, so, yeah, it's all aspects of the game have improved this season, yeah. I do like to be prepared. 
I'm not the best at coming up with an answer straight away or anything um, sort of in the moment. I like to be prepared. I like to know all the information and, and make decisions based on that. So I think it's just I feel in a better place when I, I know what's going on. It was through Caldecott you came through, wasn't it? Um, yeah, through um, yeah Caldecott RFC from around uh, under 11s, I'd say. You would have worked with um, Sid, um, well, you wouldn't call him Sid. Um, I was wondering if Mr Sidoli or not. How good was it to work with him? Uh, yeah, he's brilliant. You know, I was lucky to work with him through the, the school, Newport High School, also a bit through age grade or national age grade rugby, so Wales under 18s. And he's brilliant. I mean, he, he gave me a call yesterday and just congratulated me. He's a fantastic mentor and, and a brilliant coach. He's, he had a lot to teach me, and I'm sure he's, he's still could. Um, so, yeah, no, he, he's been a great person to have to support me. Yeah. Born in Crowborough in Sussex, is that right? Yeah, so I was born in Crowborough and then pretty much immediately moved to South Wales. So I've lived in Wales pretty much all my life, probably about two weeks after I was born. Yeah, born in Crowborough, but Wales is home to me and all I know. Are you studying international relations at Cardiff University? What does that involve exactly? I'm currently on a um, pathway course just getting a taste for the course and seeing if I'd be able to manage it alongside rugby. I'll decide um, whether I take that on to the full course next year or um, pursue something else. But I found it good to do something as well as rugby uh, to sort of switch off sometimes. But uh, at the same time, it's also quite a lot to do alongside. So, um, yeah, that's a decision I'll be making soon. Now swapping international relations for international duty this summer. You can say that, can't we? Yeah. (laughs) But what are you actually expecting when you walk in there? I think it'll be a, a step up again from regional rugby. I think everyone, I imagine that the desire to play and be in the squad is probably even higher and therefore standards and things will increase. You see the international game is so much more, it's faster, it's bigger collisions, everything. So um, I think, yeah, just a step up in terms of everything, but also um, you'll be playing with, with the best and, and it'll be a great opportunity to improve as a player. Having missed all the under-20s rugby that we see as a vital development block for the likes of yourself, how important was it to be put into the Dragon squad right at the start of the season as a replacement? Because we worried that players your age might miss two years of their career effectively. Yeah, I was really lucky to keep having games and things. I think they're so important to know you know, what to work on and, you know, you get to practice everything sort of in a live situation. A lot of my friends um, haven't played for a very long time. It's just demoralising when, you know, when you can't go out there and put into practice the the things that you're learning. Yeah, it's good that the under-20s is is back this year, but there's also a a cohort of players that, you know, miss out on under-20s. And that's interesting. With the under-26 nations about to belatedly kick off, the whole event being played in Cardiff, of course, it's good to hear those players aren't necessarily being lost to the game. More in the under-20s next week, but until then, from the Welsh Rugby Union podcast, goodbye.